0: Pastor Dominic Grimaldi
1: here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Well, I promised I'd bring back Cambry Geller, uh, who is a student of mine in Lagos Christian Academy. Her dad's with us here, too, and he'll we'll try to, I'm sure, Mr. Jeremy, will give a shout out before the show's over. Um, but, you know, I wanted you guys to just get introduced to Cambry a little bit about her family background and and her schooling and, you know, some of her personal things that she mentioned, some of the bullying that went on early in her life and things of that nature. We kind of touched the surface on those things. But I remember when I spoke to Cambry about coming on the show, um, one of the things that or what she really wanted to talk about was foster care. But before we get into that, Cambry, um, say hello to the audience, Um, you know, let them know um, anything you want in your introductory uh, segment.
2: Uh, hi, Um, my name is Cambry Geller, as you already know, and I will be talking about my foster care journey that started whenever I was in third grade.
1: So Cambry, are there, I mean, I have a, a picture on, like I said, on my refrigerator of the family. And I, you talk about um, maybe the Brady brunch, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's a there's a lot of children um, there. But Cambry, this is your heart for some reason. So I, I'm going to just turn the mic over to you. When we talk about foster care, give me a synopsis of what that is in the family dynamic for you. And why do you love it, Um, and some of the challenges that there are, if I may. Yeah.
2: So foster care is basically a system where kids who have parents that are currently not able to have them it is where these kids go. Now, there's something called foster families and these families, they take in these kids until their parents are either able to gain back the child or the parents sadly will no longer have rights to the child. And at that point, the child goes up for the adoption and then it becomes adoption. Um, so our family started doing foster care whenever I was in third grade. I think we just got our five year certificate, right? Yes. And so we've been doing it for five years. Um, Some of the amazing things about it is how much it's changed my heart. Um, I think going into it, you don't realize how blessed you are until you see what these kids come in with. I've had siblings that just came in with the shoes on their feet and the clothes on their back. And that's all I had. Meanwhile, I had a whole room full of everything I needed. And I never once missed a meal. And I think one of the other like really cool things about it is whenever there's a kid struggling, I no longer see a bad kid. I see a kid who may not have a strong family foundation, who may not learn or may not even know what's right or wrong because of his family situation. And I think some of the challenges for me anyway, is loving the biological families I've really struggled with that, you know, and it really took one of our, um, one of my foster brothers right now, which is them brothers. Cause that's what they are. His mom came over for Christmas and that really changed my whole perspective because she was just awesome. And I never thought I would say that. And cause I think I just, I grew this stigma in my mind. How could I love these people who let this happen to their kids? How could I love these people, but really I just put it on my heart like, no, 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 you love them because you're just as bad. And I think that <laughs> like it was just that that's one of the challenges. And I think another challenge is sometimes the public perception. Is people get like, well, You got another one? It's like, no, we're just helping out another kid. And I think it's just a huge thing. So, what
1: about? Um, and I don't know. Is there any uh, racial barriers in there? Any? Um, do you um, have any African American brothers or sisters? Or and, and is there any issue with that culturally or uh, any challenges there?
2: So, I I have four African, I have five African American siblings, and whenever we're in public, sometimes people people give us this weird look, <laughs> you know, and. So it's like, just let him stare. It's fine. But um, within the system or like some of the kids that we've taken in who are African-American, their families really struggle to love us or to love us because we're white or Caucasian or whatever you want to call it. And with even within the system, they really want to keep children with their own quote-unquote race. And I think it, it just breaks my heart because I look at my brother who is African-American and I, all I see is a brother. I don't see anything more than that. And even some of my own siblings, they're actually struggling with that right now because of how much the world's influence on race is just crashing down. And it really just breaks my heart to see that.
1: You know, I, I, I really wish this was on TV because I can see Jeremy in the background that was really... Hurting him as as his daughter was talking about that, and and sometimes you know when when we have these perceptions and we're um, looked at instead of looked at as as created in God's image, we have to separate a color of someone's skin. And I, I seen Cambry's dad. I mean, just the grimace on his face when Cambry was. Talking about that, and 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 those are sad things. Um, it's the world we live in, and I can see where 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 Dad there was was almost grimacing and well, not grimacing when when sadness as you were talking about that. So uh, two questions. Uh, you know, Italians love food, so I want to. So now, when you get like uh, foster children, you know, are they used to different foods? I mean, is is I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just. Trying to pick stuff off because you know, I'm Italian, so I, I, Cambria will tell you always kind of try to talk about food even when we're we're in class. But is there any challenges there?
2: A lot of kids, whenever they come to us, all they want is chips. (laughs) I'm dead serious.
1: You have to see Jeremy. Jeremy's going like this, what?
2: (laughs) They will only eat chips and they love chips
1: and And more chips.
2: Said something that you know we have to work on. It's like, oh, ah, now we'll have some salad tonight. No, you know, just like a lot of that.
1: the The other challenge I see, and maybe you guys can help me on this. Like now, foster children are not ones, uh, you know, those are those are not adopted children. Obviously, foster children go back eventually, or they do. So, explain that to the. I mean, so. Obviously, you've had foster children that actually you had to give back, right? At times. Are there some? So how is that? Is that hard? I mean, I think fostering would be harder than adopting because, you know, with the adoption, you have them. Right. But fostering, there's probably a more chance than not you have to give them back. Right. And you learn to love them and. And then have to go and give them back. Is that a challenge, or is that hard, or?
2: I mean, it's very, very challenging because whenever those kids leave they're your siblings they're not just some random kid off the street they are your brothers or they are your sisters and foster care does bring a lot of heartache some days and some days it just feels like this fight and you're just fighting for the best interest of this kid because sometimes the dcs system doesn't do that now dcs is department of child safety and i think it does bring a lot of heartache but it's also really cool Whenever my mom has been able to have a relationship with one of the biological families, and we were actually able to take him to a Christmas party one time, you know, and it's really cool to just see the progression in that kid. And you may have been the only Jesus they're ever going to see in their life. Mm. You may have been the only little influence they're going to have, but who knows what that could do in the long run. And I think that's the way I see it because it's so hard.
1: Is this something maybe that you, um, I know you were talking about um, working with underprivileged children or what was that thing you you mentioned last week? Um, Special education. Special education. Do you want to also do maybe something with foster children as far as your own self or?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think whenever I'm older, I definitely want to do foster care. You know, like I really it's something the Lord has really just pressed on my heart, you know, and like even whenever. I'm just considering doing like a program where it's really targeted at teens who are aging out of foster care because they they get no support and they're 18 years old and don't have a parent or don't have someone to teach them these basic life skills. And so I think I definitely want to do something that benefits that particular thing. And um, a lot of kids in my house, they have special needs um, because whenever they're whenever they get trauma, a lot of them end up with PTSD and all these different things. And so it really just shows you the needs of the different needs of society and just different needs in your community.
1: So what about when dad, for the first time, or mom came up to you and said, and I don't know if this happened, I'm just taking a stab (laughs) uh, that said, you know, uh, Cambry or that you were going to get foster children or adopted children i mean did there come a time that that conversation happened do you remember or
2: i remember whenever (laughs) we got our first call it was for two kids d and q and man i was so excited yes i'm gonna have two more brothers one of them was six i want to say and the other was three and so i just remember that cheer moment of like yes siblings yes i was very happy
1: now how many you how many biological uh Sisters and brothers, do you have?
2: I have four biological siblings,
1: and the rest obviously foster. Um, What are
2: so families are
1: families are say looking to foster, uh, looking to adopt. What are some of the challenges that the families would face, and are there some of the uh, some of these children they probably come with challenges? Right, because they probably sometimes they bounce around to do, do they bounce around to different families or
2: it depends on the kid. But we've had a lot of kids that we've adopted and or have fostered that have come from a group home. And so, a group home is basically a large gathering of kids that no one really wants. And so, one time we actually picked up my brother from a group home. It was just, I'm sorry, I'm going off a little bit. Of a, no, no, go, oh my no, no, okay. go, no, no, go off. It was sad because I it, it's literally like a pound, but for kids. And all these kids were coming up to me, and I think I was only nine, but I still remember it, just because all these kids that were coming up to, are coming up—Are you going to take me home? Are you going to take me home? And like these kids, they, they have so many needs that aren't met, and it's just—it's sad to see.
3: Yeah, that's
1: a that's a hard thing, and and they. So you actually now do you actually um, go there, and uh, when you're. When you're allowed to foster you go there and actually pick the child or speak to the child, interview the child. How's that process work?
2: So actually we have something, um so whenever you you get licensed, you get licensed through someone. And so this person, they basically, they're like, you're out the kid for the foster care system. And so that's how we've gotten a lot of our placements is um, this person will call, hey, we just got a kid in a placement center. Now, a placement center is a place where once kids are removed, that's where they would go. And our recent placement, he was actually, he and his sister were just, were in the group home for a week. I mean, not a week, the placement center for a week. And the placement center is literally a DCS office, just like this. And these kids lived there for a week. And so we'll either get a call from the DCS Placement Center. And what happens is as you get more involved in foster care, you get more people's numbers. And that's how we found my brother, um, Z, because he actually, we just got a call. And we went to a group home and we took him on a few dates and we were like, yeah, let's
1: do it. So, What do you mean a few dates? I mean, that's that's a little...
2: So a few dates is like, I remember my mom took us to, um, Genghis. So it's Genghis girl. And I I just remember like being so happy that she took us to Genghis. And then, um, we took him home for a weekend. That was challenging just because he had some challenges based on his trauma that I've never seen before.
1: Hey, Jeremy, if you can push the chair up a little bit and, um, you can see what it, so Jeremy, um, You've heard your daughter speaking about this. And, and Jeremy, what are the challenges and the rewards that you can share with the parents who are thinking about fostering, praying about fostering? What are some of the things that you can encourage them and, and challenge them to um, take care of these children? Because um, this man's got to have a huge heart to to want to do this. So I commend you.
3: Yeah, and I I think it's uh, single handedly the the best thing we've ever done for our family as a whole. Like it's strengthened my wife and I's relationship. It's strengthened all of our kids as a unit, and it's helped them understand. You know, when they have kids that come in with struggles, that like Henry said, it might not be what it appears. They might not be a bad kid. They just have some needs that aren't met. And I think it's helped all of us grow as as people. You know, it's easy to sit back and be cynical and think, you know, oh, these these parents lost their kids. They must be terrible people. I don't want anything to do with them. And the longer we've been in the system, the more, you know, God's working in us for compassion for these, these families and these people that are, they're going through a tough time on their own. You know, they don't need another person against them. And, you know, it's a fine line sometimes between boundaries and, you know, balancing all of that stuff. But all in all it's been it's been a really good growth experience for all of us and you know i don't i don't know what Cambry would say about it but we do our best to include them all in the in the decisions about you know we have a huge family we're always busy you know do you guys want to take more and before we took these last two we we asked them all you know does is everybody on board with another brother and sister and you know not knowing what that means does that mean a month does that mean a week does it mean forever we don't we don't know and we truly leave that up to god um, we just want to be whatever those kids need. And when my wife got that call, what those kids needed was a place to go because they didn't have that at that time. So we're just starting with that. and that's basically how we started four or five years ago and just it just it keeps it keeps working. And my wife does an amazing job of of managing everything. and I think that's probably the biggest challenge. and it's not I would say the kids aren't even the biggest challenge. It's navigating the system and knowing, you know, how to advocate for these guys to get them the services they need and get everything in place and make all the appointments and all the court dates. And you know, my wife does a phenomenal job with all of that stuff.
1: Is there any parameters on discipline, Jeremy? I mean, I mean, obviously children uh need to be disciplined, or you know, I mean, is there any parameters on that? Are you uh
3: is that a fair question? Or? Oh yeah, for sure. There's there's definitely limitations with that and it doesn't just affect the foster kids; it affects the whole family. Depending on your licensing agency, okay. that's what Cambry was saying. It's whoever licenses you is responsible for, like your interactions with the state. So, some licensing agencies, you know, have very strict um, discipline policies. You know, spanking is one that always comes up, and mm-hmm. for the most part, it's off the table. Like, there's very few exceptions that we've found for that, and that also affects your bio kids. So, that's one of the challenges that we've had was. You know, our style of parenting and discipline before we can't use that anymore. So how do we navigate that? You know, we don't want our kids to be able to now run amok because we can't, you know, control them or discipline them the way we want. So yeah, you know, there's there's uh definitely some learning curves on how to navigate all of that. So Cambry, okay, so here's here's
1: something. Is has there maybe one foster child that you had that was really to a point where um they'd be so incorrigible it's hard to have them in the home or the are you guys
2: yeah. yeah so our our first placement we ever got his name was Q and he had very severe autism and trauma uh, a, a, a of combination things. of just like a mixture of all these terrible like just circumstances, and we had him for about three weeks, but we sadly had to um, disrupt him from our home because it was just too much for our family, and that was the first place that we ever had. Yeah, and it was it was. It was but hard.
3: it didn't discourage you from moving forward. You know, it it didn't. I think it was really hard at the time, and we were trying to figure out like what what else could we have done, and you know, at, at the end of the day, he needed a higher level of, of service and, and care than what we could provide. So, you know, we use that to as, know, a motivation. as motivation, what, you know, what else can we do? We can, we can do more, you know, we need to, we need to do more with this, with this system. And we, we couldn't help him in a way we did, because we got him, you know, we got him
2: services. And
3: I think he ended up, I think we ended up leaving him with um, basically a children's, the children's mental hospital is where he ended up yes. just to get the kind of kind of help that he needed
1: now some of these some of these fosters is there a chance some of the foster children is there a chance that they uh, do you do you have an eye on looking to adopt if they allow you to adopt or is it just really don't
2: know
3: it changes it changes a lot and there are different there are different um I'm sorry you have any adopted children yeah, we do. We've adopted out of the foster care system. Okay, okay. So you have
1: some yep. that, so they're permanently there.
2: Yes. yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, I can't look at Cambridge. So go
3: ahead. I'm sorry, Jeremy. No, so once, they're, once their parental rights or biological families' parental rights are severed, they, they become adoptable. So there are some foster families that just do uh, community foster, which is where they're just fostering to help. And they, you know, they're not going to adopt. There are some that just do adoption where they will only take kids who are adoptable. And we've just kind of, whatever the need is, we've just tried to meet it within, you know, there's some factors within our own family. Like we try not to interrupt the birth order because we've learned how important that is. So, you know, staggering the boys and the girls and making sure everything, you know, works and everything's safe. Obviously, you know, with young girls in the home, we're not going to take teenage boys. It's just not going to happen. So you know, there's some there's some things you can navigate, but it. I think there's always a way to help, and even if it's not fostering, there are, you know, there are foster organizations and all kinds of events that that you can you know be a part of to to help with it.
1: Now, most of these children, um, and either for either of you, uh, for are most of these children just the parents are just not able to take care of them, or they're just unwanted, and and again. How does what is the reason why someone maybe be p- put into foster care? Is it both of those things, more of those things, or what, what, what would be the reasons for?
2: Um, uh, yeah, I can take it. Go for it. And so, I think some of the reasons um, is the parent at the time is not able to take care of their child, whether that be they're struggling with an addiction or they're struggling with physically hurting that child, and sometimes that's how
3: food, it could be it shelter, could, yeah.
2: And just all these different aspects of it, but.
3: Are you privy to that background? We we get some of it. I mean, the, you know, the, the criminal cases and stuff like that, we don't, you know, that's it, not, that's really, you know, none of our concern. Right, 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 And I think it's important too, that like, you know, sometimes false allegations get made and, and kids get removed. Those kids mm-hmm. go to the same foster care system yeah. and if someone's wrongfully arrested. Their kids are going somewhere. So you know it's not always it's not always a neglect or abuse situation but that's i'd say that's fairly typical
1: yeah i mean this is uh, we got about 3 or 4 minutes left I, you know this is really fascinating and um we didn't plan to have jeremy on but we we put him right in and um, that's cool i mean we got a uh, father and daughter who are involved in in showing the love of god to to um young children and uh, obviously missing that parental love and, and um, uh, it's a blessing to speak to um, people of that nature. You know, me and Rachel wanted to adopt, but because of my uh, criminal background, I, we, we're not able to in Arizona. Um, and, you know, my wife it, was not able to have, when we got married, she was older and stuff like that. And, and me too. And we, we really wanted to um, have some children. So uh, it's it's bittersweet for me, but just hearing these stories is, is, is really amazing. And um, you can see, again, I got the picture on my refrigerator. But both of you, in the last couple of minutes, whoever wants it, whether Jeremy or Cambry, just let them know the joy of what it is to um, foster. And maybe you guys can take a minute each or
2: something. Yeah, I mean, I... It has brought so much joy to my heart and I have three forever siblings that one of them, she's a little girl. She's four, uh, five, man, she's five. And you know, she's so spicy, but I couldn't imagine. She's
1: so, she's so what?
2: Spicy. (laughs) My goodness, that girl's obsessed. Just like everyone else. But she, I could imagine just not having her as my sister. And then I have a brother and, um, He's going to have some different challenges throughout his life. But the other day, a few months, uh, last year, actually, sorry, he told me that he got saved. You know, and that to me made the whole system worth it because that little boy came to Christ, you know, and just the joy of seeing stuff like that and just seeing how the Lord has worked in my own heart and seeing how the Lord has worked in these kids' hearts and just how different our family is for the better.
3: Jeremy, take us home. Give me a minute. You know, it's, it's foster care system. It's, it's had its challenges, but all in all, it's been, it's been a really great experience. And I think, you know, it's helped all of the kids learn, you know, to help other people selflessly, you know, to know that there might not be anything in return for doing this, but it's the right thing to do. And this is what we're going to do. And yeah, I think, I think that helps all of them. And it's, like I said, it's strengthened my wife and I's relationship and, you know, our, our church has really come around us and, you know, provided support. And that's been, that's been awesome. And it's, it's different, you know, when we say we have 10 or 12 kids, everybody kind of, you know, looks back like, oh, you know, and the, the big thing is oh, you're doing it for the money. No, it's not, it's not, it's not for the money, but it's uh it's been a phenomenal experience for us. And I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. <laughs>
1: you hear the heart of the of father and daughter here they are not doing it for the money and you you can just see the faces i like i said i wish we were on a tv or some type of tape video but it's an honor to have both of them on and cambria will be seen again and obviously i teach her in school but we're out of time and this is pastor dominic
0: Romaldi, with street talk theology we take theology and we bring it to the streets Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.